On today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by U.S. Bank, President and General Manager Todd Donovan talking about some of the roster moves that came out today um, and hearing his thoughts and reasons for some of the decisions, uh, plus what the club is looking to do in the offseason regarding roster and much, much more. So he talks about all of that on today's episode of The Breakaway. But first... On this financial timeout brought to you by U.S. Bank, we're talking about the home buying process. Once all of your ducks are in a row credit-wise, it's time to assemble your dream team. You, your real estate agent, and your lender are that dream team. Finding the right real estate agent means finding someone you trust and are comfortable working with. Feel free to interview several people to find the right fit. You can find them on, on sites online, or you can also go ask friends and family for referrals. Your lender should always have a good reputation, offer multiple loan options, and originate your loan in the state where you want to buy. Now that you know who's who of your home buying team, stay tuned for more home buying tips from U.S. Bank, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. At Oak Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Student advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much, much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the podcast today here on The Breakaway is uh, General Manager and President of your Sacramento Republic, Todd Donovan. And Todd, uh, wild day with the news, a lot of things happening, um, but first I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and, uh, and talk about some of these things. Yeah, good to be here as always, Connor. Um, obviously, the news came out today on a lot of the roster decisions, um, and so I, you know, I want to dive into that first, and then we can talk a little bit more about the business operations side of the Republic. Um, but I know uh, a little bit of a down year for the team, first year not making the playoffs, um, but I feel like you know, talking to you, talking to uh, some of the guys who I know have been, are coming back, um, you know, what was your evaluation on bringing on some of those guys and making that decision, hey, we want to bring those guys back? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely had some strong performers this year. And you look at the guys we're bringing back, we, we think that matches up. Um, you know, when you look at, uh, from a defensive standpoint, you know, Dan, Duke, um, you know, made, made a lot of consistency for our back line. I think, you know, there was uh, moments across the season that that we uh, we had issues in both boxes. I think that was our biggest issue. But um, both those guys were solid, I think, uh, had strong years. I think Luis Felipe in the in the middle of the field was a, a rock for us, um, you know, and somebody that was a little bit of a wrecking ball, you know, where he was breaking up plays over and over and um, and scored goals from, you know, a deep position. So that, that's a nice thing to have. And I think hopefully getting Malik uh, healthy and getting him a full preseason, that'll help him a lot. You could see the, the quality that it brings, the sort of electricity. He, he adds a dimension to our attack that, that uh, is going to be very exciting. A lot of guys, um, you know, on this list who've been here for a while, 
not bringing them back this year, you can look at the, the, the season and show that, you know, maybe it's time for some changes. Is that what you guys were thinking going into making some of these decisions? Yeah, I mean, certainly you look at our academy guys, too, who, who we've signed to, to full pro contracts. you got Hayden and Mario and, uh, and, and young Rafa. I think those guys um, we continue to be really proud of. I think we got, you know, almost 4,000 minutes this year out of our academy. And I think as a club, we're very proud of, you know, producing players and, and giving them opportunities for their pathway. So really excited about that for them. And, you know, and, and you know, to your point, we, we certainly didn't have the kind of year we want to have. Um, I think that was clear to all. And so there was going to always be changes and this is the nature of it. I think this time of year, you're, you're, you're always going to see some movement. Um, teams don't look the same from year to year, but we certainly feel like this is an opportunity in a moment where we need to shake things up in, in a bigger way than we have previously and, and get it right. Uh, kind of the first notice that uh, Mark Briggs is going to be coming back as the head coach today. Uh, tell me about your evaluation of him and, and your decision to, to bring him back as the, as the gaffer. Yeah, Mark is uh, Mark is you know very disappointed with how this year has gone. I think he he hasn't gone through a year like this as a coach, and I think it was a learning experience for us all. So you know we're all coming out of this um, eating a little bit of humble pie, but at the same time hungrier than ever to get it right and to uh, and to push forward. So we believe in Mark. We certainly want to have him back uh, leading our troops and, and think, you know, the, the best is still yet to come from him and, and the team. Um, after evaluating, you know, the, the, the season this year, do you guys have, I'm sure you do have an idea of the type of players you're looking for to add to this roster for 2022? Yeah, we want to bring in, um, some leadership. We, we think, you know, down the spine, we need to be strong and, and have guys that are vocal. I think too often this year, we, we could hear crickets on the field, whether it's in training or, or not. Um, and just that accountability factor within the team, that leadership, um, we want to, we want to bring that into the group. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, I think as a, as a foundational piece and then again to, you know, guys who can execute in, in both boxes, right? That those are the, that's what let us down this year. We, we did a lot of good things in between the boxes, set ourselves up to win games, but ultimately didn't execute, found ways to lose, found ways to draw, found ways to not, you know, get ourselves over the top uh, and get, get victories. So that, that for us is the focus and getting guys who can execute ultimately, you know, in, in both boxes. Is there any specific archetypes you're specifically looking for for various positions or is it just kind of going after the guys like you just mentioned? Yeah, there is. I mean, we've got positional profiles on, on what we're looking for within kind of the game model, um, you know, and, you know, I think somebody else who, who we're excited about uh, who stepped in late was was Carlos in, in goal. I mean, he's somebody who, um, you know, impressed us throughout the year in, in training and we, we knew about him. But I think when he when the opportunity came and uh, he, he jumped at it full full swing. I mean, he's a guy that has those qualities that I was talking about in terms of being vocal, being energetic, being a good teammate. Um, so, you know, we, we want to keep him uh, keep him around if we can and and are certainly excited to bring him back. Uh a lot of turnover this year on the roster, obviously, but it seems like we're at the spot where our 2022 is kind of going to be a little bit of a fresh start with this roster. Would you say that to be true? 100%. I mean, we, uh, you know, we think it's right to, to turn things over in that way. We've had a lot of players, you know, a good group of players that have been here for a very long time now, um, you know, and, and things naturally cycle, cycle in, cycle out. And this is a period where, you know, when you have a season like this, 
um, changes need to be made, and, and we feel like, you know, right or wrong, these are the changes that, that we think are, are, uh, are best for the club. So, you know, ultimately it's, um, it's about getting, getting back on track next year, getting a group together that, uh, that's going to compete not just for a playoff spot but for a championship. How tough is that spot of going in and evaluating the roster, realizing, you know, certain guys aren't going to be able to come back for you personally? Yeah, it's always difficult, you know, but you have to be honest with people. I think I've got good relationships with our players. Um, I still, you know, feel as though I have a player mindset and, and know what these guys go through on a day-to-day basis and have known a lot of these guys for many years now. So, you know, I think ultimately those relationships don't end, even though the, you know, the, um, you know, they might be not coming back. I'm still, I still keep in touch with former players. I still, um, you know, welcome that relationship anytime because it's a small world and soccer's a small game. So, you know, I like having those relationships and, and certainly always keep keep my door open. Uh, obviously, it's been a wild year. The news in February with COVID going on, trying to get fans back in the stadium and then the, you know, the, the play on the field, not up to being uh, par, I'm sure, for you and for, for the club's standards. Um, how tough was this year, you know, for you and for, for everybody, really? Yeah, I mean, it, no question. It was, there was a lot of challenges thrown at us. Um, we are the indomitable club, so we expect challenges. Um, this year, you know, certainly presented more than, than your average year, but... Um, yeah, there was there was a lot thrown at us. I think all the different things you mentioned were unique in their own ways, and it was our job to kind of overcome those things. Um, we had moments where we broke out a little bit and felt like, okay, we've, we've had performances that now we build on that, and boom, we can jump up. Um, but it seemed like every time we had that good performance, that sort of, all right, here we go, time to break out, we never were able to do it. Um, you know, I can point back to so many games and, and quite frankly, so many home games where you go in feeling like, all right, we win this game and boom, like, here we go. Um, we jump up into the playoffs. We, you know, cause we were always kind of teetering right on that playoff line just below, um, but just couldn't get a, you know, couldn't get the momentum and couldn't get consecutive performances to take us over the top. And that was, that was what was most frustrating. Cause you know, you see the, the, uh, you know, the breakout in a way in terms of a, a good performance, a good win, um, and you follow it up, you know, where you, you, you have that opportunity, you can see it, you can taste it, you can feel it, the crowd's excited, you know, the pregame speech from Mark gets you amped, uh, you know, all those things, and then we go out and we just were not able to, to do it on the field. And, and that was what was so frustrating, I think, time and time again. And there was probably, you know, half a dozen to, you know, to even more opportunities like that throughout the year that you point to. And, and I think you look at it, too. We, you know, the, the four playoff teams in our division, we played 16 times, you know, between the four of them. We got zero wins out of 16. Um, that is, you know, a stat that doesn't lie and a stat that says we weren't up to standard this year. So I think when you look at that, it's it's pretty clear to us uh, that we you know needed to make some changes. And and then you know I talked a little bit about the home record. We had 16 matches at home and we won four of them. So again, not even close to where we should be. Not even close to where we want to be. Um, and that wasn't for lack of ambition. I think this year we went in saying we didn't want to lose at home this year. Uh, instead, we hardly won. So I think when you turn it 
into those things. That's the reality, and those those stats don't lie. We didn't get it done. We didn't get the results we needed. Um, and you know that that spoke for itself. Heading into next year, what do you, what changes are you trying to make so you know those results show up as you want them to on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I, we go right back to our core values as a club. I mean, being indomitable, expecting adversity, overcoming it. Um, we want characters that have good leadership, that have a locker room, you know, where guys are going to fight every single game uh, and are excited to play in front of our crowd, excited, you know, for the opportunity to play in front of 10,000 people every week, uh, to go out, to to make a difference, to make plays, to get into our community, to, you know, enjoy the experience of being a Sac Republic player, um, which I think a lot of our guys did, but ultimately, you know, the home record uh, is something that just can never happen here. Um, and you know, will be a big focus that, that we need to we need to win games. Um, you know, I'll, I'll even throw it right back to you. I think the job that you guys do, and you specifically in terms of pumping up the crowd, getting uh, the energy in the stadium to where it is, it is electric. Uh, and too often there was too much of a deflated feeling. You know, five ten minutes into into our game, so we need to come out. We need to be on top of teams, and we need to uh, take that momentum and and run with it. So what does the next few months look like from the club perspective, from the roster perspective, uh, you know, heading into 2022? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be busy. This is the busiest time of year in terms of our, our roster decisions and, um, you know, rebuilding the roster as well, right? We, we, we've got a lot of holes to fill and, you know, we're excited about that because there's, uh, there's a lot of players that want to come to Sacramento. I think that's one of the fun parts about recruiting for, for me is that, uh, so many players highlight this trip, right? When they come and they play in Sacramento, it's, a, uh, it's one that they get up for and they give an extra 10, 15, 20% because they know that there's uh, a big crowd. They know that it matters and they want to perform. So I think for them to, to be able to play in front of that crowd on a, on a weekly basis is an exciting thing. And it's, it's a recruiting advantage for us that – that, hey, we, we do have a, a packed crowd every week. You're playing on a great field uh, in a great environment. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to building that roster throughout the offseason. It's, you know, over the next few months, you'll you'll see some some new names uh, announced. Uh, we're working on it now. We've we've uh, we've been working on it for for a little while now. Um, but, yeah, over the next few months, the roster will take shape and, uh, you know, Come come January, we'll we'll uh, hopefully reconvene and, and talk through all those guys. I look forward to it. I'm curious though, what uh, what does the the pitch process look like for guys when you're sitting down with the guy? Do you throw the the five MLS rings out on the table? Do you go full <laughs> Pat Riley? Like, hey, this I know what it takes. Let let's 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 talk. No, no rings. Um, but I think there is a you certainly talk about the desire to win, right? And the winning mentality, I think, which is a core value of, of our club. Um, but really just trying to make sure that they that that players match up with our, our, our identity, right? The indomitable winning mentality, um, unified community. Those are that's who we are, that's what we're about. And ultimately we want players that represent that and represent Sacramento in the right way. So that's the, that's the recruiting process. There's obviously a lot of tape that's watched, a lot of film. We do a lot on data to, to understand yeah. uh, what the numbers are telling us, and we try to mix that with the human side, the, the elements, maybe the intangibles, uh, get to know players in a, in a way that, you know, all right, here's what the data shows, but 
um, if that matches up also with, with the interviews and, and with the, you know, the background work that we do on them, um, then it's going to be a good fit. They obviously have to fit into our game model. It's, it, it sounds like a lot cause it is, um, but it's a, it's a fun time because you really do get to shape what the team looks like. And, and it's, it's one of the fun parts of the job. How long does the process sometimes take when it's a new player, possibly talking to them initially, getting them interested and then, you know, signing and all that. How long does that process take? Well, every player is different and every situation is different. Sometimes, you know, they're waiting on, you know, other options. Sometimes they're, uh, wanting to look at other leagues. Um, you know, so it really does depend. And, you know, there's personal circumstances that come into it too. They might be, um, you know, trying to see what their girlfriend or fiance or you name it, um, does with, with their life as well. So there's, there's so many factors that go into it and the personal side is really important. Cause if you don't, if you get a good player, but they're not right on the personal side, you're, you're not going to get them at their best. So all of those things matter and, and add up and, um, you know, it, it, it leads to, uh, to a lot of work, but you know, again, that's, that's the fun stuff. And, and we're, we're looking forward to, to, to building this thing back up. Uh, another thing that's happened this year, Todd, is the CBA agreement between the league and the Players Association uh, was announced, uh, what, about a month ago. What is, what, how does that affect the, the players? How does that affect the club um, heading into this next season? Yeah, it's a big positive, I think, all around. Um, certainly for the players, better working conditions across the league, um, improved you know, contracts across the board, you know, a, a nice win for the players and ultimately good for our league and, and for our club. I mean, as a club, we already uh, far exceed a lot of the standards that have, you know, been laid out in the CBA, but it's something that, um, you know, we've always been so proud of how we treat our guys and the professional standards that, that we live up to every single day. So it's, it's a big positive overall for the league and, you know, we'll raise the standard across the board. Winner Wishlist is back. This holiday season, Republic AFC will team up with Paratransit for the club's second annual quote toy and food drive for the 2,300 students in the Robles School District in North Sacramento. Upwards of 90% of the families that live in the Robles School District live at or below the federal poverty line. 20% of the students do not have a permanent address, broadband, and internet connectivity and are not always available, and there are no social or health services available in their own community. Starting back in October, running through December 16th, Republic FC members and fans are encouraged to bring new coats and toys for ages 5 through 12 collection sites and events, as well as volunteer opportunities will be added at sacrepublicfc.com slash wishlist. There's also an Amazon wishlist that has been created to purchase toys. Again, go to sacrepublicfc.com slash wishlist to check that out. Pick something out that you want to donate to our Neighbors in Need in the Robles School District. Again, go to sacrepublicfc.com slash wishlist. So, Todd, I mean, I know this has been a, a wild few years in the world, really, um, but how has COVID impacted the Republic the past few years, and, and how is the club coming out of it? Yeah, it's been a unique uh, time, I think, for everybody in, in the world and, and certainly in sports. I'm, you know, honestly very proud of our club, of our staff, um, our players, our, our coaching staff, and our front office staff of really – um, you know, through difficult times and unusual circumstances, just doing their job and doing it as well as they ever have. I think it's been, uh, I don't, it's probably hard for people to see from the outside, but there's so much that goes into a club like this and, and the work that everybody in, in this office does uh, on a day-to-day basis is, um, is truly inspiring. And 
I, I love being a part of it. It's uh, it's a team unto itself in here, and um, you know I'm proud to 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 call everyone in here my my teammate. So um, you know I think from that standpoint, like like many others, we took the opportunity to step up right in the in the community. We we've passed out you know through through indomitable hands. We passed out um, food when when people couldn't leave their house. Um, and, and we'll, we'll keep looking for those types of opportunities and how we can get back. Speaking specifically towards, you know, fans who are excited to come back for next season in 2022 uh, to come out to matches, is there any amenities or things that season ticket members maybe won't see or haven't seen going into next year? Yeah, I mean, I think next year we're going to need the fans more than ever, right? I think we want uh, to come back stronger than, than we ever have, and, and we know that support is there and, and we don't take it for granted um we're, we're so appreciative of of our fan support uh, of of the folks that come out and support us week after week um and and we're gonna we're gonna double down on our efforts to to say thank you and and to provide a great experience i think connor what the, your game day atmosphere that you that you uh that you guys do now is is another level and i think higher level than than most uh clubs in in the in a different league um in this country so you know i think you come out to a game and i say this all the time to people in sacramento you, you just need to come out and experience it because it is different it is fun it is a night to remember regardless of what happens between the lines but hopefully what happens between the lines makes it even more fun and that's certainly what we're looking forward to next year what is the main focus of the club uh, or what are some of the focuses in the off season for the club from a business perspective yeah i mean i, I think as always we're, we're looking to to improve and, and we want to have you know deeper relationships with our partners uh with our season ticket members um you know we're going to double down on our efforts to to get to know everybody in in a in a deeper way and um that's what makes our club unique is that we that we go a little bit deeper on those things and uh truly want relationships uh that are going to last for a long time so those are our, those are our main focuses i think from a overall standpoint we're looking to move the club forward we're looking at opportunities um you know across the board on how we can you know make this club better make this city better and um you know this club and, and the support that kevin nagel gives us uh is truly unprecedented uh in our league and we're so grateful to him for for what he does uh you know to backstop this club without kevin nagel this this club doesn't exist so you know, we we're thankful for that, and, and we're gonna we're gonna double down, as Kevin said. What is your message to, to fans heading into the off season and into the twenty twenty two season? Yeah, my message is is thank you first and foremost. Thank you for your support for uh, making this club what it is, and and next year we're gonna need you more than ever. I mean, it is it is uh, it is a you know, sports are. Or an up and down venture. Um, we've had a lot more ups than downs, but we're coming out of a year that was a difficult year for for the club, and, and we're going to come back stronger. And, and we can't wait to see everybody back at Heart Health Park to to uh, to celebrate that with us. Well, Todd, thank you so much for taking the time today, and uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy Friday with all this craziness going on to to say what's up and, and talk to us. So thank you. Anytime. Thanks, Connor. Our thanks to Todd Donovan for jumping on the podcast. We thank you for listening as well. We thank U.S. Bank for being the presenting partner of this podcast. 
Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you haven't, this podcast is now on Facebook, so you can go follow on Facebook as well, um, and you will get notified whenever a new episode is released. Coming up next week, we're going to have some great, great content on what players we want the Republic to get. We as in me, I should say. Uh, I look across the league and other leagues uh, to take a look at my own wish list of what players I want to see on the Republic next season. Uh, But that's coming up next week. We'll also have a nice guest as well uh, to talk about that with me. So that's all coming up next week on The Breakaway. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it as always. I appreciate it as always. Thank you to the fans. Uh, You guys are incredible, and we're so excited for the 2022 season to have you guys back. Thank you again, and as always, Go Republic!